You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Good evening. Thank you for listening to the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. It's Friday the 15th of April. Good Friday. This is episode 33 and my name's Charlotte Greenway. Well, no surprise that Monday's news was dominated by Grand National Chat. Sadly, though, not all positive after two horses had to be put down due to injuries they suffered during the race. And then the media and the race course both received criticism from the public for not communicating clearly the well-being of the horses or jockeys post-race. The winning story, however, was that of a fairy tale when Noble Yates crossed the line in front, as Dave Yates explained. The final mount of the uh, the amateur rider Sam Whaley Cohen, the, the, the great unpaid cavalier of the last few years, six times he had won over the Grand National Fences and this was going to be his final attempt at a seventh and of course it came off a, a horse that his father Robert had bought after Noble Yates had run at Weatherby in February. He ran at the Cheltenham Festival. He was a 50 to 1 shot. And so all those ingredients throw in the fact, of course, that he was trained by Emmett Mullins, nephew of Willie, and was a first runner in the Randolph's Grand National for the trainer. And those were all ingredients that gave us a, 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 a very good story to serve up in the aftermath of the race. It's been a busy week in Newmarket as the flat season has really kicked into gear. We'll come to the action shortly, but first, the Tattles Craven Breeze upsale took place this week, whose graduates include this year's 2000 Guineas favourite native trail. Top lot this year was knocked down to Omni Horse and trainer Dave Lotnan, who spoke to Nick on Wednesday about his new 525,000 Guineas Kodiak Colt. He was a, a, a fantastic physical and had the pedigree to match and um, comes from a very good farm and look, fingers crossed he can he can do the business on the track for us. What do you see him as? Do you see him as a pure two-year-old Royal Ascot sprinter? For now, but uh, look, he's a, he's a very big, strong animal. Um, I, I'd have, look, obviously, we've, we've a long way to go yet, but you'd like to think he's there's certainly enough scope there to think he's a horse we'll train on, but um, very, very much so forefront of our minds is Coventry the Norfolk for now. Uh, who are Omni, the, the, the buyers? So it's a new syndicate. It's a Chinese client um, in conjunction with the direction of Ammo Racing. A, bit, a little bit of Kia, your established owner, and a, a little bit of some, some brand, sort of brand new to racing, uh, or have they got interest yeah. elsewhere yeah. around the world? Yeah, brand new to racing. Along with the sale, there's been three days of action on the Roly Mile in Newmarket, and day one's feature was the Nell Gwynn Stakes, a Guineas trial for the Phillies, and George Bowie's Cachet, owned by High Clear Racing, won comfortably in the end, and Jane Mangan assessed her performance. She was a winner everywhere, Cachet. I know she was receiving weight from Hello You, but it was a very straightforward performance. William Buick wheeled her out, she quickened up, and... I think she's a filly that has more to come as well. So if the pair meet again, I think they'll be closer. Um, the winning trainer, George Bowie, mentioned that this filly was doing it just on raw ability last year, that she was weak. Well, she wasn't weak yesterday. Let's just see what she can do. 
Last year's champion two-year-old Colt Native Trail more than picked up where he left off last season in his trial for the 2000 Guineas in the Craven Stakes on Wednesday when he stretched clear nicely of his rivals in the final furlong and Nick asked Rishi Passad whether he thought this performance taught us anything. No, nothing new to Native Trail's composition other than he's in good heart for the return uh, to the track this season. I thought everything he did yesterday was in keeping with everything he did as a two-year-old where he perhaps needed a little bit of stoking up but then he hits that gear and he takes off. I thought it was a very, very satisfactory comeback and I'm sure as the, the evidence of Charlie Appleby's comments after the race, uh, the team are very excited by what he's going to do in the guineas. There's more Guineas contenders on trial this weekend at Newbury with the Phillies in the Fred Darling and Colts in the Greenham. There may only be six runners in the Greenham, but it's a competitive field and heading the market is dual Group 1 winning two-year-old Angel Blur for Rafe Beckett and next in is another dual Group 1 winning two-year-old Perfect Power who perhaps has more stamina doubts than any of the others having looked all speed last year. It's a race that Richard Hannon and his father before him has been successful in and this time round he runs two in the form of Lucille and Gubbas. And when Nick caught up with him in the week, he just wanted to check that the plan was still to run both. Yeah, that's the plan at the moment. It looks like we're not going to get too much or any significant rain. So, yeah, the plan is to run both of them. Lucille was a very good two-year-old. One blip, really, that final run at Doncaster. Did anything come to light after that? Well, he just he doesn't have any rain stop and go, Nick. He doesn't have it. He just wheel spins the whole way. And that's kind of what he did as well as hanging at um, Doncaster. You know, he decided we'd take a chance. There's only four runners, but he's a lot better on quick ground and he's been working very well. Dobsy's hit with him a couple of times. Don't you, Dobsy? Yes, you sit yes. next to me. <laughs> he, he, he thinks he's going very well. Oh, that, Pat, Pat Dobbs sitting, sitting next to you, so he can, he can hear us. Um, Pat, Pat do, you think he's a, do you think he's a better, stronger model than he was as a, as a two-year-old? Is he trained on like you'd like a guinea's horse to train on? Yes, he looks fantastic, fantastic, Nick. Um, He's the top of the ground horse. He has to have a fast, in my opinion. And fast it should be, and with no rain in the in the forecast this weekend. Just in terms of what his ultimate trip requirements going to be, do you see him as a horse who's going to going to get a mile uh, in time? I and mean, would you have confidence in that? He's pointing to me now. In my opinion, I think seven is probably his limit, but we'll find out a lot on Saturday. It's no hassle. We can come straight back to the Group One at Royal Ascot or the pavilion stakes if we're not going to get a mile. But I think we have to treat him and ride him as if he does get a mile. Well, uh, well, what what sort of feel does he give does he give you, Pat, uh, in terms of stamina requirements? I think stamina definitely won't be a problem. Um, he walks very lazy at home, so it's hard to get a proper gauge on him. Okay, and what... What about Gubbas, Richard? Is he's a he's a horse by Memas who you've you've had a, a great deal of success with as well. And how far how far behind Lucelle would he be? Well, I'm not sure he'd be far. He's a very good horse on his day, Nick. But the last time he went to Newbury, he was favourite for the for the Horace Hill, and he behaved very badly. Um, I don't know whether it's the fact that we had a harder race in the in the Super Sprint than we thought we did, but there was something you know got on his nerves, and he was. He was very upset and, and sweated and, you know, didn't run his race at all. So I'm going to have him with a hood on on Saturday. Um, 
and hope that's sorted out. But he's been absolutely fine at home, and he's a very capable horse. And the horse he beat in the Super Sprint is your own Symphony Perfect, and she goes on the same card in the Phillies equivalent trial, the Dubai Duty Free Fred Darling. Um, she just kept improving and improving and improving last season, rounded off with the win in the in the Bosra Sham at Newmarket, beating a good yardstick in in Desert Dreamer. Has she continued to improve, or is she just a a busy two year old? She was a busy two year old, um, but she got better and better, as you say, and. I've been very happy with her this year. She's definitely improved. She'll need to have done. But I don't, I slightly feel that the Phillies division, in terms of the mile division this year for three year olds, is, is, is pretty moderate. You know, and I think I'm very much considering putting her in at some stage or going abroad for a Guineas. Uh, there's a listed race in Chelmsford next, in two weeks' time for her. She'll be fit. She doesn't take much much getting fit because she does a lot of it herself so she she won't need it as much as most of ours do first time Hugo Palmer runs Flaming Rib in the Greenham, a horse he inherited as part of his recent move to Michael Owen's Manor House Stables in Cheshire he runs in the colours of the ex-England Liverpool star and proved last season that he knows how to win, having won five times which included a listed success on his final outing Having not known the horse for long, though, Nick asked Hugo what he'd learned about him so far. He's a lovely-looking horse, um, and he's got a very, very easy way of going. Uh, to watch his races, he's he's looked like he's he's raced quite aggressively, um, and but he doesn't train aggressively. And we've been, I mean, b- before I started, um, that his 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 uh, regular rider Chris Eli um, has been working very hard to to settle him and to relax him. He's been training in a hood. He'll run in a hood. Um, on on Saturday, um, you know he's he's by Ribchester, and I forget how the mare's bred, but there's every reason on pedigree to think that this horse, if he will allow himself to be, um, is a miler. Um, so that's the direction we're going to look. We're going to have a have a look at seven furlongs um, in in the Greenham, um, and see which direction we go from there. He does he does have a French Guineas entry. Um, so that's you know that's speculative at this stage, but I always think if you're going to run in a classic trial, you might as well have the entry in the big event in case, in case the dream comes true. Um, so that's that's where we could go. But he could, you know, he could be a horse. That there's one thing about staying in miles, and there's entirely another thing altogether to be to be a classic contender. He's he's rated 108, and he'll he'd need to improve, need to improve a stone to win a classic. Um, so, but I think he's a very nice horse. Um, and for all that there's the scope for very nice horses not to be classic winners, if you, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Uh, one horse who is definitely going the Guineas route is Dubawi Legend, your very good two-year-old and Dewhurst runner-up who worked on the Roly Mile yesterday. Um, I, I'm about the last person you'll have told that he worked very well, but I've seen the evidence myself with my own eyes on videotape, as Tom Durkin famously said. <laughs> on videotape, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, it's... Um... Everything went very smoothly and and perfectly. It was obviously set up and orchestrated um, for Dubawi Legend. Um, Dr. Ali keeps um, Power of States in training um, for the purpose of um, leading Dubawi Legend, and he's a pretty good yardstick, rated as he is in the mid-90s. 
and uh, battered belongs to well, actually, it was given him to to Michael Owen, but he did belong to me, and he was express express um, lead horse for that purpose. So it was a very solid piece of work with the two lead horses. Um, Michael Hills rode Power States and said he went absolutely flat out from the three to really inject the the pace into the gallop. Um, and uh, we, I was very happy with um, with how how the three year old came clear, but most of all, particularly happy with with how how Tom spoke about the horse afterwards. He'd been kind enough to come up to Wolverhampton um, a few weeks ago when we worked some horses there, and the horse worked well there. Um, and he said he's you know just delighted with how he progressed in in those weeks since Wolverhampton, which of course is everything we, that we'd want him to to do. Um, that said, you know, we, we, we set the work up for the horse, but that's how work goes. Um, you know, that's what we're trying to achieve and create as a guineas horse. We're not trying to not trying to get him beat, but I have taken horses for race course gallops at the Craven meeting before, notably Escobar, who's now with um, David O'Meara, and it was an absolute disaster. And he confirmed to us in no certain terms that he was not a guineas colt. Um, so, you know, it's just another hurdle to have jumped through. We've got another what are we now, 18 days um, to the guineas. So everything has to continue to go right. He's got, he's got more work to do in order to be spot on for the, for the big day. But he's exactly where we want him right now. Forget Dubawi Legend's run at the Breeders' Cup and he was only beaten two lengths by Native Trail in the Dewhurst. So he could well be each way value at 16 to 1 in the 2000 guineas. Thank you once again for listening. Nick will be back with you as usual on Monday morning to bring you the latest news and insight from around the world of horse racing. But in the meantime, enjoy the weekend and happy Easter. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.